This episode of the podcast is brought to you by finding a random shoe on the side of the road and waiting patiently, hoping they return so you can marry them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has a title screen. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about that very thing. Because um, I think, like I said in the last episode, there are a lot of cool title screens and like title intros that like are just very iconic and very like memorable, but like don't get talked about ever. Mm-hmm. And it, it it is really like the first thing that you see about the film um, and really sets up like for the experience of the film. Yeah. So I picked this. <laughs> um, I don't know how many you have. I don't know I don't like, have that many actually. I don't know how I've, deep you went into it. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I don't know how deep you can go, but mm. I chose. I have four. Okay. Um. So I'll go first. And then. I think they're all uniquely different from one another, though. Yeah. I I have like, I I I realize like I like very. It's either one or the other. It's very subtle or it's like over the top. Yeah. Um, so for that, I'm going to go subtle for my first one. Okay. And that was 2018 Suspiria remake. Um, I, I really liked how they did it because, and this was the actual film that made me think of this topic for it. If you pay attention to the film, they never actually do like a title screen. They never be like, oh, it's Suspiria. You're watching this movie. It's about like 10 minutes into the film when you get Dakota Johnson's character who gets off the train and is about to go to the the dance studio. And as she's walking right above her is the the train station like location and it says Suspiria. Yeah. And I was like that's a genius way <laughs> to put in the title screen. Yeah. But not make it where it's like, okay, this is the title screen. Yeah. Like, this is what you're watching. Yeah. And I, again, that's what made me think of this because I was like, that's just so cool like that you did that. Yeah. Like, it just, it makes sense. That is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, we should do that movie. We should break it down because I think I there's like a lot movie. to like about it. I think I, that I, I didn't like it the first time that I watched it, like, overall. But I have a feeling if I went back and rewatched it, I might like it a lot more. I didn't love the ending. The ending is crazy. It is crazy. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't love it. Love it. I don't know. Like, we should. We should break it down. At some yeah. Point. I, the the old therapist man confuses me in the film. Yeah, I, I don't remember it all that well, so I would have to rewatch it. Okay, um, I'm gonna start off with the most classic one in my opinion, um, and that is from the movie Drive. Mm. So, it's it's iconic because I think a I think it it kind of lives in that place of that eighties kind of nostalgia, but it's not eighties cause it's take, it takes place in modern day, but it feels, it's kind of like pop music right yeah. now where everybody's doing like synth pop and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Eighties. Um, it's got that kind of like neon pink bubbly lettering. Um, and it's done very simply with that, that, uh, that night call soundtrack from Kavinsky, I think is the guy's name, Mm -hmm. the the band or whatever. Um, and it's just Ryan Gosling literally sitting in his car starts off like the overshot of the city. And then you're just in the car and he's just looking out the window with that handsome ass face of his. (laughs) He is a gorgeous man. And just drive right in between like the the space between the steering wheel and his like chin and Mm -hmm. chest. And then the rest of the opening credits is just literally him driving around the city with all the neon lights around him. And I think it works so well because of the song and the music and 
literally the movie is called drive and then you're just sitting in the passenger seat yeah. with him driving around i'm like this is this yep. is a i like this this, this sets is, up for everything yeah and i thought it was really good so mm-hmm. i really like that one nice i like that i like drive a lot it's that a was movie. what was that that was like one of two films that i actually enjoyed of ryan gosling or yeah. did i bash that too i there's don't remember more. yeah there's way more um next one a little over the top a little bit i'm gonna build up to the big over the top one okay um but Zack Snyder's Watchmen, I thought, was a really cool like title opening for the film, where you get where you get like the title screen of like Watchmen, and then as you're doing like the normal thing of like director, producer, like all the people that are acting in it, you're getting like this sequence too, where it's kind of showing you the old times of heroes, and I think having. Um, the times they are changing by Bob Dylan like worked so well with it where you're getting like this full kind of like overview of what's going to happen for the film. Like you're getting like the thirties where it's like heroes were like cool where it's like, Hey Billy, your kid, your, your cat's stuck in a tree. I'm going to get that down for you. Yeah. And then slowly building to like, Oh, this man's going mentally insane. Oh, this guy actually kills people. He's not a hero. Yeah. And it really just sets up for like the tone of the film and then getting like that final like flash of um, the new heroes that are are in it with Watchmen above them. And it just, to me, was always like one of those ones where it's like, this is cool. Like, this is an opening scene. Yeah. Zach, let me ask you a question. I'm going to have Do an answer. Do you know who watches The Watchmen? Uh, the Watcher. Ah. I mean, right. DC-wise, yeah, The Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one is uh, a, one that I don't necessarily know if I would put it in, like, the what a, like the greatest title scene ever or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it was one that's always stuck with me. Um, and I remember watching it in theaters and seeing it happen, and I was like, "That is a good opening scene or a good opening title scene," which is from Ten Cloverfield Lane. So yes, you get the scene of her like leaving mm-hmm. uh, her apartment and and driving. And then she's getting all these phone calls from her boyfriend and she's like looking down at her cell phone and she's kind of ignoring them. And then he keeps calling and he keeps calling and she gets into a car accident. Mm -hmm. And as she's getting into the car accident, the car is like spinning around and flipping around. And then it goes down like a a hill. Yeah. And the car is like tumbling and it's loud and it's crashing. And then the screen just goes black Mm -hmm. and it's like a and then it just goes like a so and so production. And then it's just like silent. And then it cuts back to the movie and then she's tumbling down the hill and it's so loud and then it goes black again. Then it's like a Mm so-and-so whatever in partnership with blah, 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 blah. And then eventually that basically keeps happening until you get to her finally at the, at the bottom of the hill and the car crashes and the screen just goes black and it's quiet and it just goes Cloverfield. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the 10 comes up. Yeah. The the lettering comes, you know, the letters move and whatnot. And I'm like, I think it was like the stark contrast of, the car crash happening and then just immediately cutting the silence mm-hmm. and then going right back to it and then cutting the silence. Yeah. And in between those silences are again, like a so-and-so production and blah, 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 blah. And then you get the title scene. I, that one has always stuck with me. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that was a really, that was a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah. I remember that one. Like that was actually pretty cool. Like, and I think that was like one of the things that I put in my notes was like how cool, like the intro is for the film. Yeah. Um, my next one, I'm going to go back to subtle grand Budapest hotel. Again, very just like nonchalant, like how they they showcase like, hey, this is the title screen, which is just 
this girl going to pay tribute to the author that she loves, like the statue that's in place, yeah. and putting like one of the key hooks on there, sitting down by the bench, and opening up, shit. yeah, <laughs> just taking a big poop in front of everyone, um, and then just opening the book that is the Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah, and that is like your intro to the film, and honestly, like that's, I feel like that's just kind of like a Wes Anderson thing, like he likes to do like very kind of like different intros to it because I know like Life, Life Aquatic, he did the same thing as well, where it's just like very nonchalant of like hey here's the to the name of the movie yeah like bottle rockets was just like um them like walking along and yeah, then it yeah, just yeah. like boom here it is right yeah so it is very much like a wes anderson thing but like again i just like the subtleness to it yeah it's um, easy just get me into the movie <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is probably one of my favorites of all time if it has a car involved i'm gonna start noticing a theme with you then it's not a car okay um, it's just Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> no, no, no. So this one is from 2018's High Life. Mm. Um, I knew you were going to put this in. Did you see it? No, oh, but okay. like you've told I've me about to this. You? No, okay. no, no. You've told me about like how it starts like a half an hour in. Yeah. So you don't get, you don't get your title sequence until like, yeah, almost probably about a half hour into the film. And it is so cool mm-hmm. and Ah, it's so good. So basically, you have Robert Pattinson's character, who is Monte, Monte, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who he's living. I'll give you a a quick synopsis. He's basically like an ex-prisoner or a prisoner, and they basically end up using all of them for science. There's like multiple people on the ship, and they're using them for science. Um, And long story short, there's a bunch of dead bodies on the ship that he is now going to get rid of. And... Ironically enough, he puts he puts all the spacesuits on them, and he seems like he wastes a lot of spacesuits that way. It's weird, but I guess you don't really need any when you're the only one there. Mm. Um, but anyway, he puts he puts all the spacesuits on on all the dead bodies that are that are in the ship, and he just kind of slow slowly starts tossing them out into space, and it's such a beautiful shot in in a in such an eerie kind of way. Mm-hmm. Where all of the bodies are just coming down, like raining down slowly because you're in space. So there's like this real unsettling slowness to them descending. Mm-hmm. And as they're coming down, th- that like, yeah. <laughs> and it just says high life. And they're mm-hmm. just like coming down in this space. And it's just black yeah, background, right? It's just black. At, well, I think there's stars. Um, that's but yeah, not real. Essentially, we don't have stars. Yeah, that's all fake. Um, it is. I highly, highly encourage you to 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 look that one up on YouTube mm-hmm. because it is so cool. And again, I love the fact that because there, there comes a point into the film, right, where like you're expecting a title scene, you're expecting a title scene, and then it just never comes, mm-hmm. and then you forget about it. Yeah, you completely like after you know three minutes, four minutes, you don't get the title scene. You're just like, okay, whatever, and then you don't even think about it. And then it just comes in randomly at 30 minutes in. You're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I never got the, the title screen. Was it good, though? Um, like, I that was always a film that, like, I saw it and I was like, oh, it's A24 and I got to check this out. And I just never got around to it. I don't know if I would say that High Life is a good film. Okay. I don't know if I would say it's a bad film. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a movie? It's No, it's a movie that's trying to say something mm-hmm. and it goes places. Um, but I will say that it is not the easiest film to get through. Mm. It's... It's hard. I truthfully, I find, like the first forty-five minutes. I'm, I get real. I'm like really into it, and mm-hmm. then it starts losing me a, a little bit. 
and then it starts getting into like some weird weird stuff and i'm like i don't know and then it, fin- <laughs> it finishes pretty strong though okay. um i would say it's worth a watch mm-hmm. but i don't know if i would say like worth hey, a podcast <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's worth seeing though okay cool um last two that i have are more of like the crazy side the more extravagant side um the the next one i don't know if you've ever seen it the intro like title screen for monty python the holy grail yeah of course i love the intro to it yeah it's a fever dream Mm -hmm. um because it starts off like what a film would start out like in that time frame where it's like oh like an association this movie has been produced by yada 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 and then it cuts and it's like yeah after reviewing all these people are boring we got somebody else to do it and then it just like the music starts ramping up and then you get like these crazy flashing like orange and purple colors and it literally leads to what the Beatles would have done for uh Sergeant Pepper and it's just like this nonsense craziness that all culminates to Monty Python and the Holy Grail yeah and it's just really cool I, I really like what it's Monty comes Python. down to is it's just really cool. It's just really cool. And <laughs> like, I, I love that movie. Like it's I love good, yeah. mm-hmm. it. It's probably my favorite out of like everything that Monty Python. I like Life done. of Brian. Life of Brian's great too. <laughs> but like Holy Grail just for me was yeah. always like the movie for them. You know, truthfully, my girlfriend's nephew, he's nine. And I think I showed him, I showed him that. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's fine. Like you can show. A per- There's only one scene where they're like, "Oh, you, we, you need a blowjob." It's like, yeah. ah, maybe you shouldn't do this. But yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure it's PG-13, or mm-hmm. maybe it's PG. It's very like um, safe to yeah, watch. Yeah. Um, but even he, as a kid, that you can't keep his attention span for nothing. Mm-hmm. Even he really liked that movie. See, I, so, I wish, I wish your girlfriend's nephew would was be my girlfriend <laughs> was like my fiance because I showed her it. And she just did not find it any bit funny and, like, did not pay attention to it at all. And I was, like, pissed off by the end it's, of it. I mean, it's a very specific... It's my, it, is it is our kind of humor. Yes. It's, That's what it it's is. It's dry British humor. Yeah. And it's like, come I love, on. I love when he's... What talk- is your name? <laughs> <laughs> what is thy favorite color? <laughs> I love when he's talking to the French guys up there. I don't even... Oh, yeah. On the wall. Yes. It's... All right, well, we, we, yeah. can't, we can't go into it, but no. it's, it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it's definitely worth it. Uh, and, a girl, and the opening scene is great, too. A girl that I was sort of dating in college showed me that for the first time. I, I, I didn't see it until college. Um, but I was like, oh, this is really good. She was like, it's one of my favorite movies. And I'm mm. like, oh, cool. You same, might become one of my favorite people. Same kind of thing. My dad, who I was dating at the time, showed me this. And Your dad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, my last one, my mm. final one, is one that I actually recently just rewatched uh, a few days ago. And after you after you told me what the you know what this was going to be, I was like, this probably is going to get make the list. And that is 2021's. Yes, 2021's The Green Knight. Mm. Um, A, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen The Green Knight, I watched it again. We did it. It's incredible. Well, I liked it even more the second time mm. around. Um, but Still counts David, as a Christmas movie, too. <laughs> David Lowry did some really fun stuff with the uh, the title mm-hmm. because you get, you, know, you get into the movie and then it goes... Um, a, you get like the, the whole thing where it's like basically written by anonymous because we don't know actually who wrote the Green Knight. Yeah, and um, and then it goes like Sir Garwin and, mm-hmm. and then it's like dot dot dot, and he does it like four or five times where it's all these different fonts, like yeah. all these different styles of it, and then 
you never actually get the Green Knight until the very, very end of the movie. Yes. Because then the movie is just broken down into chapters. So it's like Sir Garwin and and then chapter one and then chapter two because mm-hmm. you're going through that journey with him. So yeah. right now it's not Sir Garwin and the Green Knight yet because mm-hmm. we haven't it's gotten to that point yet. So it's just Sir Garwin and and then it's like, you know, his his journey to, uh, you know, first act one is kindness and then mm-hmm. two and three. And then at the very, very end when the Green Knight says then off with your head. And then it says the Green Knight, mm-hmm. and it's just like God, that is perfect. Like, yeah, it's so good. I love that film. Yeah, such a Christmas movie. Yeah. All right, final one, possibly the most iconic title intro title like Star screen. Wars? No, good. I it, not even like honorable not even mention. Close. I hate I Star mean, Wars. Like yes, it's very mem- like very memorable, very recognizable. But I was like, I I just I don't want to talk about Star Wars right now. Okay, I'll bring it up like in two more weeks. <laughs> um, but no, like you could literally pick out like any of the films in the franchise. But I think the original is like what gets it the most, and that is Doctor No, James Bond. That that I don't think I've seen that one. It's the most iconic one where it's where like he shoots the guy. Yeah, you get the, the only one that was like the first one that did it. Uh, I think they did it for like another one too, but like that was like the one. Like ah. that was the first time that they did it, and you get like the barrel, which is the camera, and goes to shoot him, and James Bond like turns around and pulls the trigger, yeah, and like the blood rushes down, and then you get Doctor No, yeah, James Bond. And I was what about like, when what about in that one Jason movie where he does it? He like walks into frame oh, and, yeah. then, and then he fucking slashes his machete. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so horrible because it's Jason takes Manhattan, but he's not in Manhattan until the last ten minutes. <laughs> he's just on a boat the entire time. What a movie! Ah, uh, we'll do that for Halloween. Yeah. I like I like that movie. It's Jason, it's horrible. Not good. No, like once you get I don't past think, I don't like think there's three... actually any good really ones. Like I don't think they ever really like found their footing. Uh, uh, one is great, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have Jason, but I think it's great. I think it's a very compelling, like, horror story. Two, he looks awful because he's got the bag over his head. head. Three is where you get the iconic look, but it's not a great movie. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) I agree with you. Like, he kind of didn't find his footing until Jason X, and that was really when, like, he came full circle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so, um, so that's our title screens. Doctor, you know, I'm, I haven't seen almost i don't know if i've ever actually seen any of the original james bond films it's funny because like dr no is like one of the only ones that i have seen um there's a couple of like goofy things in it i like the name of octopussy yes that actually is a good one yeah um but it's funny because it's like you have sean connery the entire time who is very scottish and is trying to play british accent so, like, you have these instances where it's, like, he breaks it and, like, you can hear the Scottishness in it. Yeah, yeah. But then it's, like, he'll he'll try again and be, like, oh, no, sorry, love. Yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> it's it's very fun. Yeah. Um, For what they are, I, I like James Bond movies. Yeah, I've seen, like, I think one. I, I, and, honestly, I haven't really seen any of the new ones either. I've no. Seen, I've seen one. I saw, the, I saw, I saw the Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. I saw Skyfall. That has a great opening, too. Yeah. And I saw... No time to die. Yes, no time to die was the only one that I've seen from Daniel Craig. Yeah, I should. We should. We. I need to watch all of them. I heard they're great. I heard Casino Royale and Skyfall really like and Casino Quantum Royale of Solace are great. Casino Royale and Skyfall I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. I like a good spy film. I do too. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like maybe, maybe pleasure. that'll be like our next franchise trilogy you know thing. You know what? I, you know what type of movies that I really like? Also, I know we're kind of going off topic a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a real guilty like pleasure film thing for uh, 
like movies where characters stumble upon potentially seeing a murder <laughs> like so, like disturbia yes. or like rear window or like things like that where stand by me stand, well stand by me is a little different mm. the, but the, they stumble the, upon the body well the, the, that's a movie of them going out to find a body mm-hmm. um but yeah like that type of that, that that's very specific type of dr- drama whatever thriller film of like shia labeouf stuck in one space because that, that's how it always is right it's yeah. like he's on he's in house arrest and he thinks he sees somebody get killed mm-hmm. and now he's trying to prove that he saw somebody get murdered and it's like how is he gonna do it? i have a real soft spot for those types mm. of films i don't know why yeah that's i like fun. those i like those movies i i have a like i told you i have a soft spot for like all of the jurassic park films yeah not one is bad to me even the newest ones not bad not bad. Not, I mean, not great, but not I bad. like three. Everybody hates three, but I love when like the Velociraptor is talking to Sam Neill. I've never seen three. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Anyways, um, I have a recommendation. Okay. Frank, you know I like to eat. Mm. You understand that I like to eat. Uh, so again, in my quest that like I've been... On my quest of food. <laughs> on my quest of all these foods, um, I've been, again, watching a lot of Vice. And I found out that my TV actually has Vice Channel on it. And something that I stumbled upon was this this guy who has two separate TV shows on there that I love both of them. Um, his name is Maddie Matheson. And oh, yeah. Yeah, know, you know I who know he is? Him, yeah. He's very big, like, tattooed guy, like, very over the top. He almost died a few times. Yeah, he's he had a heart drug, attack and drug, then... Drug problems. Yeah. 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 He's clean now, but... Yeah, he is. Um, I know he had, like, a heart attack, like, while sleeping and then woke up and was like, I gotta go to the hospital. Yeah. And was like, hey, I think I'm having a heart attack. And it's like, no, you had a heart attack, like, three hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, he has, like, two really, really cool shows on there. Um, I recommend both. One is Dead Side on Life, which is just him traveling all of Canada basically because that's where he is like he's, he's a an, Canadian he was an executive chef for a Canadian restaurant and he travels around like just trying anything um you have episodes where it's like he goes like BMX biking but then also tries like homemade poutine so it's like he's kind of like Anthony Bourdain but like way way over the top with it yeah um, and doesn't, then doesn't poutine sound like a dirty word? Yeah, <laughs> you got to eat it in the dark so God doesn't watch. <laughs> um, but then the other show was a show that my fiance really loves too, where it's called It's Supper Time, and it's his cooking show, and he's just so normal about it. Like he's like if you and I were cooking, where it's like he's making food and like he's breaking down like how to do it, but like he's not measuring anything out. He's just throwing it in, and be like, ah, fuck it, two and a half tablespoons of salt. Yeah, and then. Like, once he's done, he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot, like, one thing and, like, plops it on there. And is like, look at that. Isn't that delicious? Yeah, yeah. So I just think he's really, really fun. I started following on Instagram. Please follow us back because I really like your stuff. (laughs) Um, He's just weird and fun. He's a weird guy. And, uh, yeah, those two shows. Cool. Definitely check those out. Nice. Uh, What are we doing next, Zach? Well, something – we talked about it, too, when we did the film. Um, the, The director was Justin Kurzel. And this was like the only other film that we were like, hmm, you know, this seems interesting. And I think you'll like it because it's a little bit on the Western side. And that is True History of the Kelly Gang. Okay. So, Never heard of it. Yeah. Well, me neither. It's got a bunch of people in it, though. It's got the guy from Wolf. <laughs> so, you, so you haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. Uh, so that always works out well in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> Literally never works out. But okay. It right. worked out slightly in one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's got some people in it. It's got... um. What is it? It's got 
I don't know. We'll fucking figure it out. Watch the episode. It's coming up next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.